12 years, you didn't even know you had a son. But then one day, I ran away from military school to look for you. And I'll never forget the words you said when your eyes met mine. You're my what? Mr. Stratton? Yeah. Are you Edward Stratton III? That's me. Pleased to meet you. Hi. I'm your son. To join this man and this woman in holy matrimony. Will you, Edward, take this woman as your lawful and wedded wife? I will. And will you, Kate, take this man as your lawful and wedded husband? I will. With this ring, I thee wed. I now pronounce you husband and wife. everybody, Angela Bowen here, the host of Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. Well, today I'm bringing you the season four finale of Silver Spoons, season four, episode 24, entitled Second Best, which aired on May 11th, 1986. Of course, before I can officially get into this episode, I'd like to let you know where you can listen to the podcast. I'm You can go to iTunes, you can go to SoundCloud, you can go to Podbean under Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. If you'd like to know where you can connect with the podcast on social media, you can go to Facebook at Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast, or Instagram at Silver Spoons Podcast. If you'd like to email the podcast, you can do so at silverspoonspodcast at gmail.com. All right, let's move on to second best. Season 4, episode 24, the last episode of season 4. All right, so this one's got a 7.5. This is even higher than Rick at 16, which was a 6.6. So Rick is tired of his girlfriend Holly doing everything better than him. Okay. Holly is played by Susan Rennell. What has she done that I would even know? What a lot of 80s... Was she in any other episodes of Silver Spoons? I don't see... Oh, she was in Facts of Life? Alright, interesting. Let's see. We also have Barry, by, played by Curtis Barlow. Don't He doesn't even have a picture on. But apparently he's a geek in Heathers. Um, what's... TV movies? Alright. We have Paul Wilson playing Mr. Burke. Okay, this guy, I've seen this man's face. I know this dude. He Okay, he was in the Connors, which is a spinoff to Roseanne, which is a spinoff to the show Roseanne. He was also a professor in the Big Bang Theory. I swear I've seen this man in something, but I can't. It's like this dude like had no... Gosh, who am I... Th- thinking this hold on i might be thinking he might be someone else that i'm thinking of kind of going through his imdb you know tv movies bit parts and 
TV shows in the 80s and 90s. I swear this man has been in something that I've seen that I would recognize him because he's got one of those. My guess is Mr. Brooke is clearly a teacher. So we're seeing another teacher of Rick's. Oh, he played a florist in an episode. Oh, is this... This probably isn't the one. Is that the guy? The florist where Homer wants to get uh, some flowers? You know, pretty ones, not dead. (laughs) The guy's like, well, we have some long-stem roses. They're, what do you say, $50 a dozen or something like that? And Homer's like, well, one. Just get one. Oh, well, I wasn't thinking this, but okay. This guy played Stu in 1990, an episode of Full House. Crimes of Michelle's Demeanor. Okay, so this has got to be the guy who's like selling engagement rings out of his tackle box. Because <laughs> Joey got like a, what he thinks is a Rolex, but it turns out he got a Rolex. He played someone named Smith in Problem Child 2. He played in a movie called Motorama. Which has the kid who played Rusty in it, Jordan Christopher Michael. I have a girl named Kristen Cumming as Allison. We have someone named Huey by Bradley Gregg. Oh, I know this guy! Bradley Gregg! He played Eyeball Chambers in Stand By Me. He was uh, Chris Chambers' older brother who hung out with um, Ace. Someone else playing student, Mark Everett. And we have Gary Grossman playing Pizza Guy. This episode was directed by Jack Shade. Writers David W. Duclon, the creator Ron Levitt, Michael G. Moy, Ben Starr, Martin Cohen, Hey Quinny, uh, Howard Leeds, and of course written by Bob Boblitz? 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 As I might, some of the times I just don't get these names right. Alright, let's see how this episode's going to go down. I'm curious to see how they end the season four with what feels like a semi-lackluster episode, but it's got a 7.5. I mean, I want to see what is the highest episode rated of... Okay, so the... Oh, wait, that's the pilot. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. This one's a 7.5. So do we have anything higher than a 7.5? I'm... uh, Second class parent, uh, Daddy Rick, 7.8. Okay. Um... Okay, Daddy Rick is like the highest rated episode of season four. I want to see what the worst one is. Like something that's like below a six. Uh, One for the Road Part 1 has got a 5.9. Where One for the Road Part 2 has got a 6.1. Rick Sings has also got a 5.9. Family Affair, 5.2. That A Family Affair is Season 4, Episode 22, which is the first episode of this podcast episode that I reviewed. It's got the lowest rated episode of Season 4. So, alright, without further ado, let's jump into the last episode. I've said that like three times already, and I mean it this time. Let's get into Second Best. Hey, Quinn, you gonna hang out for Second Best? What do you think? How do you think this finale's gonna go? Good? Huh? What do you think, babe? You don't? Okay. Okay, so this is kind of new. We come out of the intro, and I guess we're in a shop class. The guys are, students are working on a, a car that looks like it's seen better days. Actually, it looks like it's more ready for the junkyard than anything else. 
And we get that same musical cue that I was talking about in the last episode and some other episode before that. So, Rick says this is something he chose for after school auto shop in the next 12 Friday afternoons. And Alfonso is hanging out with eyeball chambers. Almost like he's friends with everybody. Random guys that come in. I don't think Brad's in this episode. Maybe this guy is kind of filling in for Brad. Where's Alfonso and Hugh? I think his name is Huey, but I'm calling them Eyeball Chambers. So yeah, he they're both like, why? Rick's got a good head on his shoulders here. It's like, guys, when we start driving, it's going to cost a lot of money for gas and you know, insurance, license, and all that stuff. And it's like, you really think... That Dexter's going to put up you on his car insurance policy, De- uh, Alfonso? I don't think so. We all know, because we've all been teenagers who've just gotten their license, how expensive car insurance is. It's actually very expensive in Michigan <laughs> due to all the car deer accidents. It's just very extremely expensive. And especially so for a newly licensed driver. So I think that's good. Like that kids should have to work to pay for their own car insurance. That shouldn't just be given to them. And the same goes with gas money. But I think this is a good idea. You know, Rick, learning about cars. You're going to be driving one. It might be nice to be able to know how to fix certain things. Like how to change the oil. How to fix a flat tire. How to put air in the tires. Stuff like that, so you're not having to take it to a mechanic whenever it needs the littlest thing. I don't know how much an oil change costs back then, but now it costs like 30 plus dollars, depending on where you go and the kind of stuff you get done for an oil change. If you want the basic of basic oil changes, I'm sure they only cost like 20 bucks, but all you're getting is your oil change. You're not getting the other perks that go with it, like air put in your tires, uh, the windshield wiper fluid being replaced, and all that stuff. Me, I get, when I have a, um, oil change, I go to my dealership that I, uh, got my car from, and they do everything. They do an inspection to see if there's anything that's gonna come up to need to be replaced. All that good stuff. I'm gonna play this clip. He must have done something really terrible to deserve this. Are you kidding? I chose auto shop myself. Why? Guys, when we start driving, it's going to cost a lot of money for gas, insurance, licenses, and traffic tickets. That's right. There will you be better hope you don't get like me. Tune-ups, oil changes, repairs. So? So I'm going to learn how to do those things myself. Good. That's how you do it. Besides, this class seems like an easy A. Uh, Don't count on it, Sparky. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Burke, I I didn't know you were there. Well, get used to it. I'm everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you? No one. Me too. You're not in this class? Get out. We're in Glee Club. Thank you. They're in Glee Club. It's not too late to switch to Glee Club. Who wants to sing Row, Row, Row Your Boat every Friday afternoon? I do. Especially if they put me next to Allison Galt. Who? Allison's in Glee Club. Ah, uh, she's got the lungs for it. <laughs> Hi. If you're looking for home ec, it's down the hall. Yeah, you can't miss it. Just follow your notes to the burning meatloaf. Thanks, guys, but I think this is where I belong. You too, 
took the words right out of my mouth. Hey, guys, guys, come on. What happened to Glee Club? I lost my voice. Me too. So I like that Rick has got a good head. Like I said, he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's like, I want to learn how to do these repairs myself. That saves some money. Quinn, what are you doing? You are a crazy cat. <laughs> yeah, and of course, Alfonso and Eyeball Chambers, Huey, Huey, whatever his name is, are like, oh, we're in Glee Club because we want to hang out with Allison Glock in Spiel. Well, her name's Allison. So, this girl comes in dressed in fuchsia pink, and of course, Rick Rayway is being a little sexist here. He's like, Oh, um, if you want home back, it's down the hall. And she's like, No, this is where I need to be. And Alfonso and Huey, Huey, are like, Oh, yeah, we, we need, want to be here too. And Rick's like, Hey, what happened at Glee Club? And they're I lost my voice. Like, just guys, get out of here. But I can definitely see where Rick probably thinks, oh, a girl doesn't need to be taking auto mechanics. A girl should be in home ec. Because that's where Rick's like, oh, yeah, home ec's down the hall. Just put your nose in the air and smell for the burning meatloaf. So I'm going to play this clip here as uh, he gets to know a little bit maybe why she's there. My guess is it's the same reason Rick's there to learn about cars and how to, you know, the maintenance and all that. Or my, maybe, maybe her dad owns an auto shop and she wants to uh, get some more hands-on stuff, you know, f- with the vehicles. I haven't seen you before. I just moved here from Florida. <laughs> hey, what a coincidence. I just had orange juice for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> had some eggs too, huh? You <laughs> got me, all right. My name's Rick Strand. Holly Benson. Hey, listen, if you need some help, you let me know, all right? I work on my dad's engine all the time. Oh, that's okay. My brother lets me play around with his car. Washing or waxing it? Neither, really. Last week, I installed an aftermarket intake and four-barrel carb. Then I put in headers and a dual exhaust. <laughs> the one thing bothers me, the primary and secondary jetting keep missing. Do you ever have that problem? Me? All the time. <laughs> what do you do about it? Well, come on, that's life, right? <laughs> Listen, how about going to an auto show with me this weekend? I'll buy the tickets, I'm great at that. Sounds like a good deal. Then it's a date? Hi. Barry Gibbons with the school newspaper. Hi, Cromwell Burke, get out of my class. <laughs> but we're looking to do a feature article on auto shop. With pictures. Really? I'll get my clean shop coat. Hi, Rick Strand. If you need some help, you let me know. Hey, aren't you the Holly that just transferred here from Florida? Yeah, yeah, she's the one, all right. And you're taking auto shop? That's right. And between the two of us, we know everything there is to know about a mere car. Wow. Can I get a picture? Sure, sure, no problem. Great. Uh, Look, I'll tell you what. Why don't you stand right over here? Right here. Great. Holly, why don't you sit right here? Oh, wonderful. Okay, that now if you can just lift your skirt up just a little bit. No. Hey, hold it. You're being a hold sexist it. pig, guys. This guy. is a school newspaper, not not Playboy magazine. Really? Rick, it's okay. I can handle it. Yeah, Rick. It's okay. Hey, that's my seat. 
don't see your name anywhere. No, but you're sitting on my oil rag. Ew. So, Holly here just transferred from Florida, and luckily she's still in the same time zone. <laughs> and Rick's like, hey, that's a coincidence. I just had orange juice for breakfast. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, it looks like you had eggs, too. And she points to his shirt, and he's got, like, an egg stain on his shirt. So I don't know whether Rick is actually making this up. He's like, hey, you have any questions? You need a little help? You find me, all right? I work on, I work on my dad's engine from time to time. Either he's making this up or he's, like, treating her like a girl who he thinks doesn't know anything about cars. But surprisingly, she does. Her brother lets her work on his car and she starts spouting off these car terms like dual-head exhaust and other manifolds probably and other things and Rick you just like the lights go out of his head like what? I don't know what any of that is mm. I get this newspaper reporter school uh, paper dude coming in here and all like hey are you Holly from Florida you're the new girl um, can I take your picture and Rick's like yeah sure and he gets right behind Holly and it's a cute picture well it's not really a picture it's a cute pose and of course the guy's like oh um you Rick stay over there and then he has Holly sit on the hood of the car it's like oh lift up your skirt a little like dude you're a sexist pig you need to get out of here and even Rick's like hey look this is a class this isn't Playboy magazine it's a school newspaper and of course, Holly's like, Rick, I can handle this, don't worry. Doesn't seem to have a huge problem with it. Sitting on a stool, because whether it's shop class or auto shop, I never took auto shop, I took um, shop class in junior high. You're always sitting on those uncomfortable, so isn't that like the same with art class? You're always sitting on stools that are so uncomfortable. When she, okay, let's go back to the, when she first mentions her brother, like, lets her help out with his car, Rick's like, washing or waxing? He's probably already picturing her in a bikini, washing and waxing a car. He says, neither, really. She says she installed an aftermarket intake. Four barrel car, I don't even, I, I think maybe a carb is short for carburetor. Headers and a dual exhaust, wow. Rick is just like, his mouth is like, duh. So she has an issue with a primary and secondary something or other that she keeps missing, like, eh. Well, then maybe you can figure it out in the, in the class. He invites her to go to an auto show, and, you know, he'll get the tickets and all that stuff. Like, oh, that sounds right up her alley, apparently. Harry Gibbons is the reporter's name, and he shakes the hand like, hey, can you get out of my class? And he's like, oh, I want to take pictures of the sh the auto shop and all that. And he's like, well, I'll go get, the teacher's like, I'll go get my clean smock. This guy is nothing like what I thought. I'm thinking of some other actor who's m a bit older than he is, who has no neck. Cromwell Burke is this guy's name. He's like, Cromwell Burke, get out of my class. Of course, while Rick's watching Holly getting her, her photo taken, He's sitting on the stool, and the guy's like, hey, that's my seat. And Rick's like, I don't see your name on it. And, of course, the guy's like, no, but you're sitting on my do-rag, which is my oil rag, which, of course, is Rick lifts up, and it's just, like, glistening with car oil. So I kind of think when 
the description said Rick is tired of his girlfriend doing everything better than him. I think it's the fact that she has actually worked on cars. He was just saying he worked on his dad's engine to sound impressive when... This just makes me think of that Family Ties episode where both Alex and Elise, his mother, take a shop class for auto mechanics and she actually does better than he does and he can't handle it because he's sexist and doesn't think that a girl should be able to work on a car. Looks like Dexter's got a new girl in his life, Amelia, who is... He claims that, oh, uh, she's a doctor. That's what happens when you date a doctor because she had to run out. And Edward's like, Dexter, she's a nurse. And he's like, well, what's the difference? And Edward says, about a hundred grand a year. Oh, uh, they uh, were playing bridge. And Dexter's like, hey, uh, Amelia and I were going to invite you to to go to the tournament. You know, the bridge tournament and watch us play. Rick comes in with Holly. Looks like they went to the auto show. Hi, everyone. Holly. Holly, I'd like you to meet our friend, Dexter Stephens. So, you're the young lady I've been hearing so much about. Nice to meet you, Mr. Stephens. Likewise. Well, I have to be running along. Don't forget about the bridge tournament now. The Eastern Regionals? You know about them? My dad and I won the Miami Mixed Pairs last year. Well, that's wonderful. Are you entering this one? No, I wanted to, but Dad can't. Uh, Do you play bridge? Me? Oh, not really. But I'm working on this great trick with a deck of cards. You see, you pick them, then I shuffle it back to the deck. And then you pick out my card. Gosh, that would make it even better. <laughs> I think he's trying to put us on. Anyway, think about the tournament, will you? Okay, bye. 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 Coffee, dear? I'd, yeah, I'd love some. <laughs> Don't you want it in the kitchen? No, in here's fine, thank you. Of course, the kitchen's finer, especially for coffee. <laughs> Cute. Don't remind me. Did you like the movie tonight? Yeah, it was great. Only one saw a movie. You know, most kids think old films like Blow Up are dumb. Well, not me. But if that guy's photographs weren't stolen, he was going to solve that murder. The murder was only an illusion. It was? Well, hey, hold on a second. He, he had pictures of it. Antonioni was telling us that in the real world, it's impossible to know what's true from what's false. Oh. Well... That must have been when I was out getting the popcorn. <laughs> Probably. Three seconds left. Stratton dribbles. He jumps. He shoots. He Ooh, misses. So and Benson grabs the rebound. Bang! <laughs> like he saw it. Right. Hey, do you play? No, no, I just fool around. Oh, someone's finally going to play that organ? Thank you. You don't play, do you? Well, I fool around. Oh, yeah, she's going to do it a thousand times better fool than Fool around, him. right? <laughs> this high C is flat. Well, that's why I never go up there. <laughs> that's my dad. I got to go. Well, I'll, uh, see you tomorrow. There we go. 
That's a kiss. Night. <laughs> she even kisses better than I do. So Dexter leaves, and then, of course, Kate's like, Edward, you wanted some coffee? And he's like, yeah, sure. And she's like, wouldn't you like it in the kitchen? And he's like, oh, no, I'm fine here. It's like, she has to drag him off the couch. Like, let's give the kids some privacy. And I like how Holly's like, oh, your parents are cute. We get a couple examples here of Holly, like, with the movie they saw and how... Rick sees it as just, like, a movie, you know, simple plot, this and that. But, of course, Holly has a deeper meaning and, you know, an artsy... Because she's like, you know, most kids don't like old artsy films. And he's like, oh, no, I like that stuff. So they both have different interpretations of the movie. One person sees it as a movie. The other one looks for a deeper meaning. It tries to show off by throwing a candy or a candy wrapper into the wastebasket. He misses. And, of course, Holly does it next, and she gets it right in there. Finally, guys, finally! Remember how I said at the beginning, like, once the living room was all redecorated and everything, they put that piano right there, and I kept saying, when are they going to play the piano? Why is it just sitting there? No one's playing it. Finally, 24 episodes later, we get someone playing the piano, and Rick is playing Is it, like, heart and soul? He's, like, playing that on the piano, but he's playing it badly. So I'm like, yeah, as soon as Holly sits down she's gonna play it really really well but she tells him will you leave you're leaving the collar on Quinny okay what's wrong with you why are you so energized right now it's the middle of the afternoon I don't know she's being crazy He's, she's being her, Quinn's being her crazy self right now she likes to sometimes when she's scratching like the back of her head, she likes to try to see if you can get her collar off, which it's one of those breakaway collars. But anyway, Holly sits down and performs a little uh, something on the piano, but she does tell Rick that the C part is fun. Maybe that piano just needs to be serviced. For the longest time, it was just like either a conversation piece or it's just there to enhance. Because Sitting on top of the piano is like all their, you know, pictures and stuff like that, so. So Horn honks from outside. It's Holly's dad. Rick kisses her just on the cheek. At first I'm like, maybe she didn't want him to kiss her. But then she goes in and kisses him. And that, I'm like, that is a kiss. She leaves and Rick's like, gosh, she even kisses better than I do. It's like, why is this a battle of the sexes all of a sudden? Honestly, do guys really, I mean, they've probably been out, what, on a couple dates, maybe this is like going on a week or so, and do teenage boys who are in relationships really hate the fact that a girl could be better at something than they are? When Jeremy and I were dating, it always seems like he's, see, now I'm doing it, better at things than I am, so... One time when we were dating, he hadn't, he'd played like the Simpsons uh, Road Rage game, but he never beat it. So one day, and I only did this once because I'm not a big video game player, I spent an entire day until I beat that game. Just so I'm like, well I can say that I've done something that you haven't done. And But it's not like I'm always like, oh, you're so much better at things than I am. Why are you so much better at things than I am? 
like, it's not a competition. So, Edward and Kate are in the kitchen, and they're talking about how Holly has improved. I guess she had Kate put some cinnamon in the coffee, and it tastes like really kind of enhances the, the taste. And Rick's now going to come in and start complaining, like, gosh, she does everything better than I do. It's like, dude, what is your deal? Just be happy. She's a sweetheart of a girl. <laughs> Coffee's terrific, huh? Isn't it? Last night, Holly suggested I put some cinnamon in the grounds. <laughs> Holly leave? Yeah. I gotta tell you, son, I think Holly is quite a girl. She is so sweet and talented. Yeah. I know, I know. Dad, did you ever go out with a girl who could play bridge, play the piano, speak French, fix cars, and shoot baskets? I didn't even go out with five girls who could do all that. <laughs> Rick, if you're talking about Holly, you should feel terrific. Really? Kate, I don't have time to feel terrific. I'm too busy trying to keep up with her. Rick, it shouldn't matter if a woman is better at certain things than a man. I mean, look at your father. It doesn't bother him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't bother me. What things are you better at? Edward, please, you're digressing. <laughs> okay, you have a better vocabulary than me. <laughs> than I. And your grammar's better. What else? Yeah, Kate, come on. You're getting carried away with this. Look, you're both good at everything, right? Who cares if one person is slightly better than the other, then right? Then why can't you accept Now that, you're right? talking sense. Yeah, well, I wish I could just beat her just once. Just for a change of pace. I may be able to help you. Oh, good grief. Dad, I want to beat her alone. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about something you're really good at. And you can beat the daylights out of her. Edward, I don't believe you. Ganging up on a little girl? <laughs> no, Kate, please, let him finish. Well, she's from Florida, right? Yeah. And they don't have much snow there, right? So she couldn't have done much skiing, ice skating, like some whiz kid I know. Dad, you're a genius. You're almost <laughs> as smart as Holly. <laughs> hey, I'll take ice skating down at Miller's Pond. I'm surprised you didn't suggest boxing. <laughs> well, let's see if the ice skating works first. <laughs> yeah, both Edward and Kate think that Holly's a great girl. She's a sweetheart and she's smart. And so talented, too. And Rick is like, I know, I know. It's like, dude. And Rick is just complaining. It's like, Dad, did you ever go out with a girl who could play bridge? Speak French, fix cars, and shoot baskets. And Edward's like, no, I couldn't even find, you know, five girls to do all that stuff. So Kate's like, Rick, I don't see what the problem is. Just, you know, because she does some things a little bit better than you, I mean. And, and then it turns into an argument between Edward and Kate. And Edward's like, well, what do you do that's better than what I can do? Apparently her grammar's better. Yeah, and Rick's all about, I can't even keep up with her. It's like, who says you have to keep up? Like I said, guys, this isn't a competition. And in case, like, Rick, it doesn't bother your father that I can do some things better than him. And he's like, yeah, it doesn't bother me. Bother me. Like, oh, what things am I, You are you better at than I am? And she just turns to him like, Edward, please, you're digressing. I say, okay, you have a better vocabulary than me. And she's like, I. Than I. And he's like, okay, your grammar's better. So Edward decides to help Rick by saying, okay, Holly's from Florida. They don't get much snow there. 
So I kind of think I know what you can beat her at. Ice skating and skiing. And Rick is just so excited. In case, like, you're talking about beating. <laughs> the way they make it sound like, I just want to, I just want to beat her. Not, not physically beat her, but, you know, beat, beat her at a challenge or at, uh, <laughs> No, just once. Then again, how is that any different than me? Because I spent one day beating one game that my then-boyfriend had only played a couple times. When my now-husband is such a big gamer and stuff like that. I just, I wanted something. See, how am I any different from Rick? Right? Oh, did he make dinner for them? And he's like, oh, it's a pretty delicious dinner, if I may so say, say so myself. And she's like, oh, yeah, it was nice. Oh, yeah, he's like, I kind of like this system. One day you get dinner ready, and then the next day I get dinner ready. And he just seems like, n now that Rick's brought this whole competing or battle of the sexes, then now it's kind of leaked into Edward and Kate's relationship. That's real great. That was a delicious dinner, if I do say so myself. It was nice. I think I kind of like this system. One evening you get dinner ready, the next evening is my turn. I don't think tonight should count. Why not? Because it isn't fair when it's a woman's turn, she cooks. And when it's a man's turn, it's takeout Chinese. Oh, I carried it in, didn't I? <laughs> Yo. Hi. Is he all right? Edward, what is it? Rick fell through the ice at Miller's Pond. It's <laughs> terrible. It's even worse than that. Holly jumped in and saved him. <laughs> so Edward gets... Oh, apparently he ordered takeout. So that's not the same thing as someone slaving over the stove and making a meal. And he's like, well, I brought it in. Like, pfft, whatever. Edward gets a phone call, and it's like, oh, is he okay? And Kate's like, what happened? Turns out, Rick fell through the ice at Miller's Pond, and Kate, or Holly had to jump in to save him. So that's so great for Rick's ego. He needs to let this go. So Kate runs down from upstairs to get the door, and Edward comes in from the living room. Like, I thought you said, oh, okay. What? No, they can't even get the door without, like, it being a competition? And it's been a few episodes since we saw that door opener clicker, huh? So, it looks like Amelia's come down with the flu. Well, that's gonna suck for that whole bridge tournament. Okay, here's what I think. Here's my prediction. I think Dexter is gonna have Holly as his partner. I know it's far-fetched, I know. But, I think maybe. 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 Let's find out. I thought you said you were going to get it. <laughs> hey, Dex. Please, there's no time for small talk. Amelia's come down with the flu. That's trouble with nurses, always hanging around with sick people. <laughs> That's why I'm here. I'm going to need a new bridge partner. Oh, gee, this is so sudden. <laughs> but I have been practicing. Practicing what? <laughs> I don't think Dexter had you in mind. No, Listen, Holly. I've got to get in touch with Holly right away. See, I told you. I told Holly? You. Yes. 
I was going to suggest Holly. I'll get her number. Oh, thank you. Listen, around Rick, do not mention Holly's name. Oh, don't tell me he's still brooding over his rescue from the Black Lagoon. My lips are sealed. You know, there's still time for you two to enter the tournament. Oh, I don't know, Dick. Oh, come on, Edward. There's all sorts of categories. Juniors, seniors, golden ages, handicapped. I mean, I'm sure you and Kate could fit in somewhere. <laughs> thanks, Shaheen. Here you go. Ah, thanks, Kate. Well, I'll go call Holly right here. Oh, Whatever happened to see a little... I think I left him in the car. Ciao. <laughs> I just guessed at that. I didn't know it was going to be right. Wow. I kind of figured since, you know, Amelia's out with the flu because she's a nurse around sick people. And he's like, oh, can I get Holly's, you know, number because I need a new bridge partner? Because Kate's like, oh, well, I've been practicing. Like, no, he needs someone who's going to win. And that's going to be Holly. And, of course, Edward's like, well, don't mention Holly's name around Rick. And, uh... Dexter is all like, well, is he still, like, kind of butthurt about the fact of being pulled out of the Black Lagoon? <laughs> and it's like, yeah. But he's like, oh, I'll give Holly a... B-. And Edward, like, covers Dexter's mouth, like, coming down the stairs. Alright, let's see. Is he gonna be coming like, Holly, it always seems, like, even with... The first episode I covered, A Family Affair, he's always got a gripe about some gr- Dude, can't you be happy? It's always like, either he's got a physical connection with a girl and sees through her act, or he's got a different con- emotional connection with a girl and he just finds a way to ruin it because they're teenagers and their emotions are all over the place. And their raging hormones are all over the place. And it, unfortunately, irrational behaviors just running rampant. No, Dad, I'm not hungry. Pete's will be here a few minutes. Your turn to cook again, huh? <laughs> Rick, you haven't eaten for a couple of days. Don't you think you should try something? I was thinking about jumping off our roof, but it's not high enough. <laughs> Aren't you exaggerating? Okay, Kate, it's high enough. I'm afraid of heights. Oh, come on, Rick. Nobody knows about the incident at Millet's Pond. <laughs> yeah, Dad, but I know. Pizza. Hey, I know you. I saw some girl dragging you out of Millet's Pond. <laughs> Whoops. Apparently Rick has had no appetite for a few days because his pride has gotten to him and left him uh, with no appetite. And Edward's like, well, the pizza's going to be here in a few minutes. And Rick's like, oh, let me guess, it's your turn to cook this time. Hence, cook. Hint, hint. And, of course, the guy delivers the pizza. And he's like, hey, I know you. You're the one who was pulled out by that girl from uh, from Miller's Pond. And Rick just takes the pizza and just looks back at Edward and Kate like, see, I told you. Oh, Edward and Kate look like they're going out somewhere because they're both, like, dressed really nice. And they hear Rick whistling upstairs, so hopefully maybe the moping's over. Let's find out. Must be the new girl he's been seeing. Oh, that reminds me. Did you tell him that uh, Holly was going out with us tonight? No, didn't you? No. Oh, you better tell him right away. Okay. 
Hey, you guys look great. I bet you two will be the best dressed in the whole tournament. It's too bad I'm going to miss it, you know? Yeah, well, you're lost. <laughs> Listen, Rick, about Holly. Please, Dad, I'm in a good mood. No, no, you don't understand. I got it. Hi, Rick. Holly, um, what are you doing here? Well, your folks are giving me a ride to the tournament. They are. I think I hear Kate calling. Yeah, honey, yeah. <laughs> I brought you some brownies. Great. Try one. Thanks a lot. I don't believe this. What? You even know the best place to buy brownies. These are great. I didn't buy them. I made them. Of course. How stupid of you, right? Stop being a jerk. I haven't seen you for a few days. Yeah, well, you know, I've been busy doing stuff. I've missed you. Why? Haven't you found anyone else to pull out of a lake? <laughs> Rick, that's what I like about you. You have such a great sense of humor. You know, most guys wouldn't have been able to handle getting saved by a girl, but you're different. Thanks. Oh, there's a girl. So come on in now. What's 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 been doing the past few days? Aren't you gonna get that? Oh no, no, it's just those kids, you know, playing ring and run. We've learned to ignore them. <laughs> hey Rick, would you answer that? Dad, come on, it's just those little kids again. What kid? <laughs> Rick, I'll get it. No. Is Rick home? <laughs> This is Allison Gold. Nice to meet you, Allison. I think this girl Tell your folks the... I'll wait for them in the car. This girl was in that drinking I episode. I still can't believe we're going to my favorite movie of all time. A real classic. Huh? Imagine, right here in our hometown, the original Porkies. <laughs> right. Listen, um, we should go. You know, we don't, we, we don't want to be late. You're so decisive. I love a take-charge kind of guy. Are those brownies? Yeah. Have one if you want. Have them all. These are the best-tasting brownies I've ever had in my life. I know. So, Edward and Kate are taking Holly to the tournament. Of course, they didn't let Rick know. Rick's got a new girl that he's taken to a movie. And, of course, when the door opens, it's Holly, and Rick just has to be a big dang jerk. And he bites into the brownies that she brought, and he's like, oh, you even know the best place to get brownies from? And she's like, well, I didn't buy them, I made them. And he's like, oh, of course you did. He is being such a jerk! Like, dude, you deserve to be alone right now, because you suck. Like, if he can't get over one girl who's maybe a little better at certain things than he is, then he's not going to have any hope in life of finding a girl to spend the rest of his life with. He's kind of asking, you know, how she's doing and all that. And all of a sudden, the doorbell rings again, and she's like, oh, aren't you going to get that? And he's like, oh, no, it's those kids playing, like, Ding and Dash or whatever. And the doorbell rings again, and Edward's like, can you get that, Rick? And Rick's like, Dad, no, it's just those kids. And Edward's like, what kids? Holly gets the door, and it's a girl. And I'm like, I knew I saw that girl. 
Um, it's the girl who played uh, Allison in One for the Road Part 1. And she also is in an episode of Season 5. So she's so excited they're going to go see the movie Porky's. Holly excuses herself like, I'll wait for your parents by the car. And it's just like... <sighs> Rick would rather go with this flighty girl than go with a girl that's sweet and... She's like, I like your sense of humor. That's what I like about you, Rick. And most guys wouldn't be able to handle a girl pulling them out of a iced-over lake. But you did, and... You know, he kind of changes his mind about her, and then this whole thing with this girl, Allison, showing up. Just like, <sighs> he needs to get over himself. It's just so frustrating. So, of course, he offers a brownie to Allison, and she's like, oh my gosh, these are the best brownies ever! He's like, you can have all of them if you want. This Allison is so dang ditzy and flighty, it's just like, ew. Well, let's find out how the tournament went. <laughs> oh, I think we should open up a bottle of champagne. No, it just doesn't seem right to celebrate without Holly. Well, next time, pick a partner and stay out past ten. <laughs> I have never seen anyone play bridge like that. She was incredible. Well, hey, how about us? We weren't exactly chopped liver. Ah, uh, yes. Fifth place amateur class non-smoking division. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Well, forget the champagne. I'll just make some plain old coffee instead. Yeah, in teeny-weeny cups like yours. <laughs> well, yeah, it looks like uh, Dexter and Holly won the champion, the bridge championship. So that's awesome. And apparently, he's like, I wish that Holly didn't have to go home. Like, she could have stayed and celebrated. And Edward's like, well, next time find a partner that can stay out past 10 o'clock. And even Edward and Kate got an itty-bitty little teeny-tiny trophy for... They were, like, in the non-smoking section or something. <laughs> oh, Kate's gonna go make some ordinary coffee. And Rick, of course, comes home and he is P.O.'d. Taking his date with flighty, ditzy Allison didn't go so well. See my bridge trophy? Yeah, sure, Dexter. Real nice. Why are you being a jerk? A date with Allison? Yeah, the worst. She laughed at all my jokes, told me I was smart, funny, clever, didn't disagree with anything that I said. She made me feel important. It's things like that that give women a bad name. Boring, huh? Dad, I would have settled for boring. I kept nodding off. Dad, it was never like that with Holly because I always had fun with her. Because she's great and terrific. Dad, she's more than that. She's neat. <laughs> Hello, Holly. It's Rick. Hello? Yeah, she hung up on you. Well deserved. Yeah, you're being a jerk. Uh, women always get like that when they're angry. Yeah, you just have to know how to talk to sure. her. Right. Hello, Holly. Rick. Hello? Of course, first they have to listen. <laughs> this is great. Just great. I wouldn't be a teenager again for all the money in the world. The same Don't be too hasty. You did it for nothing last time. <laughs> so Rick's PO'd his date with Allison went horrible in his mind because Allison just thought he was smart and funny and laughed at all his jokes. And apparently she was just so boring because there's no conflict there. And he kept nodding off during the movie. And he realized that he actually had fun with Holly and enjoyed being with her. But now 
him, he called her and got hung up on twice, which I'm not surprised because he was a jerk and it's like, no, I'm done with you. You didn't appreciate me. You treated me like garbage because you apparently want to win at everything and you can't handle that I'm better at some things than you are. Right, well, let's find out. Looks like she's working on the car. There's actually other students in this class now instead of just like three. Hey there, stranger. Fancy meeting you again. Thank you. Stratton, this is Auto Shop, not the dating game. <laughs> Listen, Holly, I'm having a little trouble here attaching my extended pickup to the oil pump. Want to give me a hand? Come on, Rick. Look, I'm serious. I need your help. You're the best student in class. And I'm not afraid to admit that. No siree. Heck, it doesn't bother me one bit. <coughs> what about a five-is help-me routine for one second? So why don't you do your work and I'll do mine, okay? Gosh, I hope you're in a better mood at the movies tonight. What movie? I don't care what we see, French, Italian, Chinese, you'll translate it for me, right? <laughs> Rick, I'm sorry, I just don't think we should date anymore. Yeah, you blew it, bud. Well, why not? Because I thought you were different and you're not. But just like the boys I knew in Florida, they couldn't stand to see a girl top them at anything. And neither can you. Well, that was true at first, but I started to get used to it. I even enjoyed it, sort of. Sorry, Rick. Come on, Holly. Just give me one more chance. Please? Look, at least think about it. Why should I think about it? I've been thinking about it for three days. You know, when that girl showed up at your house, that really hurt. I said I was a jerk. You really are a jerk. Yes, he was. is. Was a jerk. No, you still are. Here you go, guys. Hot off the presses. This week's bullseye. Why don't you do that on your own time? Yeah, really. Your picture's in here. Okay, hand them out. <laughs> hey, how's it going? What? Thanks for the scoop. What's he talking about? What's scoop? Let me get the bridge tournament. New girl rescue student. This is about how I pulled you out of the ice. Yep. And saved my life, too. I don't understand. Everyone's going to see this. I know. Aren't you afraid of what the guys are going to think? I only care about what you think. Aww. Help me! Help me! Help me! You two need to go! I'm drowning! Oh, I'll save you! <laughs> Those guys... <laughs> Okay, one more chance. Yes. Really? Really. <laughs> what do you want to do? Well, you name it. Movies, golf, tennis. Oh, not tennis. I don't know how to play. Oh. No? <laughs> well, no kidding. <laughs> you see, neither do I. What do you say we kind of learn together? Who won all those tennis trophies I saw in your house? Uh-huh. Uh, the kid will live there before me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we'll go to a movie. Hey, my picture isn't in here. No, it's not. <laughs> now we're in 
shop class and er, shop class, auto mechanic shop class, whatever you want to call it. Rick is desperate. He is just really like, I want to get her to notice me, and he's practically groveling to the point to get her attention. She drops like a wrench or something. He goes to pick it up, like, "Hey, fancy meeting you here." And she's like, "What do you want?" She's not interested in getting back with him. And she even says, you know, when I showed up and you had another girl there, that hurt me a lot. And she's like, you just can't handle, just like all the guys in Florida that I went with, couldn't handle the fact that a girl was having to be better at something than they were. And you're just like them because I thought you were different and you're not. She's like, you're just a jerk. So that disgusting sexist pig of a school journalist reporter whatever comes in with the paper and turns out Rick wrote up a article well he didn't write it up the sexist pig journalist did about Holly rescuing him at the uh, Miller Pond and Holly's like, wow, why would you do this? You know that all the guys are going to make fun of you. And Rick's like, I don't care about them or what they think. All I care is about what you think. We see Eyeball Chambers, Huey Huey, whatever. And Alfonso come in with the papers like, oh, help me. I'm I'm drowning. And of course, uh, it's like, you two get out of here. Go to your glee club. So Rick, of course, laughs it off, like, <laughs> I'm going to kill you both. Um, and he's like, please, please, give me another chance. And Holly's like, okay, so what do you want to do? And he's like, anything, um, tennis or, uh, what's he say, some other things? Movies, golf, tennis? And she's like, oh, no, not tennis. I, I don't know how to play. And he's like, oh, really? Huh, what a coincidence, neither do I. And she's like, uh-huh. Who uh, do those tennis trophies in your house belong to? And he's like, oh, uh, from the kid that lived there before. So they decide to just go see a movie. Aww, and it's so sweet. Rick looks good in that red and black plaid shirt. This final shirt. Really, I, you guys know I'm a sucker for red. And I'm a sucker for blondes. <coughs> and brunettes. Well, why is Edward there? I don't get it. Why is he there? Is it a parent-teacher conference or something? Because we still see students in there working on cars. So why is Edward there? Is he looking for Rick? Mr. Burke? Yes? Not another transfer student. <laughs> no, I'm a father. My son left his term paper at home. He doesn't want to flunk. They get used to it. <laughs> Let me guess. Dominic, your dad's here. <laughs> Wrong kid. That's not my kid. He's <laughs> got your eyes. Uh-huh. Ah, you'll excuse me. There's my kid. Rick, brought your term paper. Thanks, Dad. Man, you're a lifesaver. Yeah, it seems to be the season for it. <laughs> this the engine you're working on? Yeah, I've got this puppy purring like a kitten. Ah. Doesn't sound quite right. I think you've got a clamp loose somewhere there. Turn it off, Rick. Dad, come on, don't touch it. No, that's all right. It's used to after me all the time. Turn it off. Dad, come on. Ah, almost got it. There you go. Okay. Try it now. <laughs> What's that? What? Edward? You're kind of 
fucking cool. That's not your fault, Brett. Oh my gosh, I hit the wall behind them. There goes my A. That looks like chocolate sauce. Or coffee. So Edward comes in and the teacher's like, oh my gosh, <sighs> another transfer student. And he's like, no, my kid forgot his term paper. He wanted to bring it in. He doesn't want to flunk. I love the teacher's dry wit response. Like, oh, they get used to it. And he just looked at Edward like, Dominic, your dad's here. And this kid turns around, this heavy kid. And, of course, Edward's like, that's not my kid. And the teacher's like, well, he's got your eyes. And he goes over, like, that's my kid right there, the blonde. And he goes over to Rick. And Rick's like, here, thanks, Dad, you're a lifesaver. He puts the uh, term paper on the top of the car and starts the car up. Like, I got it purring like a kitten. And Edward's like, no, something's still off about it. Here, I used to have this issue all the time. So he takes a wrench or whatever it's supposed to the, uh whatever tool, I don't know, and does an adjustment, and of course, he has Rick started up again, and it's just like chocolate sauce, coffee, whatever, sprays everywhere on the, on the teacher, on Edward, it's like, Rick, that is not you, that's on your dad, he shouldn't have messed with anything, and that's how the episode ends. Alright, you know, I'm gonna give this one a four out of five, I really liked it, I thought it was good, um, the only thing I didn't like, of course, was Rick's attitude. So I'm giving it four out of five trains. Is I like I thought Holly was a sweetheart. I really liked that she was good at a lot of stuff. I like that we finally got that piano. Somebody finally played it. In all twenty-four episodes of season four, I was waiting. Granted, Kate didn't do the remodel till like the second episode. Mrs. Stratton builds her dream house, but. I really, I, I liked it. I thought it was good. I like that the family, you know, Edward, Kate, and Dexter were, were all kind of taken with Holly and all her little improvements, like the cinnamon in the coffee grounds, like um, Dexter with him wanting her for his partner for the bridge tournament. And Rick having to grovel his way back into her heart and going and doing that um, piece in the paper on uh, her saving him at Miller's Pond. It was really sweet. So as season finales, let's go back and look. So season one's finale was 22, the X-Team. Season two's finale was Hi Mom. Season... Threes was the babysitter, and of course, season fours was second best. So, as far as ranking the four season finales, like best to worst, I'm gonna go with. I'd say I liked second best over the babysitters, and then. You know what? Hold on. No, no, no. No, no, no. Okay. I wanna go. The X team, I really like that one. And then do the babysit, just because of the seriousness. Um, and then second best. And then, of course, season two's High Mom is going to get um, the last place. So we'll see when I get through with the series, when I finish the fifth 
season season or the series finale. We'll see how that one stacks up. But looking at season four here as a whole, okay. Oh wait, I got to do the silver spoonful first, right? Um, simple enough. Just <laughs> it's not a competition. You don't need to be having a battle of the sexes. You're dating someone, and you. It took him dating this flighty Allison for him to realize that Holly was the one for him because they got along so great even though yeah she offered a little bit of uh, a little competition you know just she was a sweetheart and I really really liked her so they they worked you know well together I like her definitely over the family affair girl so in these three episodes if I had to rate so we had Holly from this episode we had Julie and Nicole Nicole of course is going to be the very bottom um, so it's going to be, the worst is going to be Nicole from Sweet 16, or uh, Rick at 16. Uh, then it's going to be Jeannie from a, uh, a Family Affair. Then it's going to be, oh gosh, I think I almost want to give a tie to both Julie and Holly. Um, I'm going to say Holly number one and Julie number two just because Julie had a lot of self-confidence issues. issues. Like, she was ready to change how she looked and everything for Rick, which you should never change yourself for appealing to a guy. That's just, no. So, let me see as far as, so the best episode, I really got to say, my favorite of the season... It is such a toss-up between Daddy Rick and um, Rick at 16. I think I'm going to go... I'm going to go Daddy Rick for the best, for my favorite. And then I'm going to go runner-up is going to be Rick at 16. Uh, let's see. For the worst episode, let's see. Definitely, I'm giving it to the one episode uh, out of the entire show that I gave a one star, which is the Barbarians. What will be the sec- the runner-up to the what I think is the worst episode? The Trouble with Harry. Oh my god, hands down. Blah! Don't care about Kate's uncle. If we see him again in season five, I'm going to start ripping out my hair by the roots because I can't stand him. He's just, there's no reason. We get more of Kate's family coming to New York to see her than we get of, you know, Edward's family. Unless he's just got his dad and no uncle because his uncle passed away. Or grandpa. Whatever. But, uh... We get more of Kate's family than I'm comfortable with. In season five, twice, we get her grandmother. There's even an episode where her grandmother comes with her boyfriend and Kate and Edward think, oh no, she's not married. She can't sleep in the same bed as her boy. She's like 70 plus years old. Why do you care? At what point do you feel you have a say in your grandmother's relationship? She's clearly a, a widow and has a new boyfriend. If she wants to share a bed with him, if you got that big of a problem, then they can stay at a hotel. Because that is bonkers crazy. 
So, alright, so as I said, what I want to do with season 5 is I do want to just go week to week, episode by episode, because this is the final season, and so that's going to take us into the fall, most likely closer to December. I, I'll try to wrap it up probably around October, November. Um, but the first episode of season 5 is Who's the Boss? No, not the TV show. Who's the boss? But this is the episode title, which aired on September 15th, 1986. Edward resents Kate's success as toy company head. You don't hire your family members. That's I mean, I get it. She worked prior to them getting married, getting together. But you put her in that position, dude. If you can't handle it, that's on you. You are a husband. You're not a boyfriend. You're not a... Edward, you gotta put on your big boy pants and you need to deal with this. Come on, this shouldn't even be an issue. Is this another battle of the sexes issue that Rick was dealing with in second best? Cause really. But alright everybody, um, as I said, if you guys want to share your Silver Spoon's memories, any comments, opinions on past episodes or previous episodes I plan to do of the podcast, just send an email to silverspoonspodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to uh, subscribe to the podcast, just look up Punky Power Podcasts. It's up in iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbean, and you will get all your you know Silver Spoons if you want to start from the first season. I remember when I did that first episode, September of 2008. I mean 2018. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jumped too far back. I remember that day because I was so excited. I got up like at 8 o'clock and I sleep until like 10, 30, 11 normally and I remember that day because it was raining I even comment on the thunder that was going on too so um yeah that being said guys enjoy the episodes from now on we are going to be I am going to be putting them out episode by episode week by week so all right bye bye oh of course I gotta say as always, stay home, stay safe, stay positive. We will get through this. Maybe by the time this episode airs, I don't know, maybe we'll be in a semi-better situation. <laughs> maybe? I don't know. We're just hanging on by our fingernails at this point, aren't we? All right. Bye-bye, guys.